Hey everyone, I just want to remind you to make sure you check out the awesome people over at Anchor.fm. Of course, it is a great place for you to host your own podcast. And guess what? One of the cool parts is that it's totally free. Yeah, that's right, free. There's even creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your computer or even your phone. And Anchor will distribute your podcast for you. So it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and so many others. Trust me, it's so easy. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. If you guys want to get in on it, make sure you download the free Anchor app or just simply go to anchor.fm to get started. Extreme Rules 2019 in the books. We have ourselves some new champions, new intercontinental, you new night, you new United States. I can't even talk. New United States champion and yes, a new universal champion. It comes the pain. Talk about Extreme Rules 2019 on this week's edition of the Random Wrestling Podcast. And now, OK Faye presents the Random Wrestling Podcast. I have been waiting a long time to say these words, and I'm going to say them right here, right now, tonight. Your number one source for all pro wrestling talk with a comedy twist. Where in the hell did Randy Orton What's going on, everybody? It's yours truly, Connor A.K. Okay, babe, here. Welcome, guys, to another episode of the Random Wrestling Podcast, episode number 91. Of course, we're talking everything WWE Extreme Rules 2019, and it is in the books. It is in the bag. We have ourselves three new, well, actually, more than three new champions. Uh, But yes, we had the penultimate final cash-in from one Mr. Brock Lesnar. Spoiler alert! We have ourselves a new Universal Champion. The Beast has regained the gold, and Brock Lesnar is now your new Universal Champion. We're going to break down the entire Extreme Rules card, and also take your phone calls if you guys want to join in on the show live. Very uh, overall, very positive show, I think, uh, for Extreme Rules. I think that, uh, generally speaking, a lot of us, as we talked about on the OK Fabe show this past Friday, uh, weren't really going into this with a whole lot of uh, anticipation, a whole lot of um, excitement, but I think Extreme Rules, uh, for the most part, I thought pretty well uh, delivered, even though there was very little um, extremity going on throughout the course of the show. We're going to break down the whole thing. New champions, uh, a crazy last man standing match, so many fun things to talk about as we have people joining us right here live on the channel, youtube.com slash OK Faber, and of course, also check us out on Sports Kita. You guys can check out all our cool content. Uh, if you guys are new to the channel, make sure you hit that subscribe button. Of course, you guys are the routine. You guys know the whole deal. Always love to hear what you guys have to say. If you're joining us live here on the chat, you can hit me up in the comments. Hit me up on the social media, the Twitter, the Facebook, Instagram, all that fun stuff. Links, as always, are in the description box below. I always appreciate you guys' continued love and support. You guys here, hit that thumbs up if you guys are new. And, of course, subscribe bell so you're notified every time i go live of course you have other ways to help support the channel help it grow even further Streamlabs super chat links are both enabled if you guys want to donate to the show and have your thoughts about extreme rules read in a weird bizarre wacky fashion but always love to uh hear from you guys and help support the show at the same time of course we also got our cool perks over at patreon we got a ton ton of cool bonus goodies coming at you very very soon so if you guys want early access to videos before everything else make sure you check it out of course our merch over at the represent store link is in the description including our brand new design that we just launched getting ready for SummerSlam. get that new t-shirt available the uh, okay fabe summer star that city looks a little familiar might look a little like toronto if you guys want in on that shirt it's at the store again link is in the description box below and of course make sure to give us a shout out to our friends over at wrestlerumble.com uh, for always providing us a cool plug for their great perks so Make sure you check that all that stuff out. A lot of you guys chilling out in the chat. I can't wait to hear you guys' thoughts on Extreme Rules. Let me know what you guys would rate Extreme Rules out of 10. I'm very curious to hear your thoughts uh, throughout the course of the review tonight because a lot of people, I think it was a mixed bag. Some people thought it was eh. Some people thought it was uh, horrible. I thought it was a pretty solid show overall. I mean, again, keep in mind that I, I really wasn't going into this with like um, – uh, the highest of expectations. I don't think anybody was going into the show uh, with the highest of expectations as far as extreme rules because, again, you know, going into it, it was an extreme extreme rules pay-per-view. It's in Philadelphia. Um, you know, uh, it's it's tough because... <laughs> it's tough because 
there weren't that many really you know extreme matches you only you only had really like two or three matches that really had like extreme stipulations to them so it was kind of hard to get a little behind that but i think if you if you if you change it up to something different than extreme rules the name i think you had the chance to you know uh really overall like i said really thought i had a solid show here tonight but let's give some love to the chat real quick we of course got Irish Dave Dotri, we got Jurgen, we got Brandon Brown, Dwan Boone, Vikes fan, the man himself, Gorilla Strong. We got Zach Connor, Avengers fan, one six seven, like Brock cashing in uh, because he thought Seth was a bad champion. Uh, of course, we've got um, Diego. Yes, Brock Lesnar is the new Universal Champion. Spoiler alert: Lone Wolf. Uh, we of course got Zach Connor. Happy Brock won. A lot of people actually are very interested that Brock. Uh, happy that Brock won. Vintage Dream. What's going on, Vintage? We got Gorilla Strong giving the show a seven out of ten. Avengers fan five out of ten. Jurgen four. Why? Why four RTV? Of course, also giving it a seven out of ten. A lot of people having some high high. Uh, Opinions first for this one. This is interesting. No John Morrison tonight. No Calvin. Sorry. No John Morrison. Uh, we got Donna, Mr. Mike 307. Last man standing match ruined the event. Mr. Mike, I'm actually going to challenge you on that because I thought the last man standing was okay, Fabe. But that ending, that finish, that was something special right there. Um, Taker match was first. Yeah, that was kind of a weird one. But we'll talk about that in just a second. But uh, we'll keep uh, checking in you guys in the chat as the uh, show uh, continues the review here. Um, <laughs> so, uh, looking at a lot of things here on the Twitter, a lot of interesting Twitter reactions so far, so, <laughs> off to the races. Both women hit the men with weapons. One man hits a proper wrestling move on one woman, and that's a travesty. That's not WWE, that's life in 2019. <laughs> Thank you, Spaz, for that $2 Canadian, uh, super chat donation. Uh, let me just reread that. Both women hit men with weapons. Uh, one man hits a proper wrestling move on a woman, and that's a travesty. Now that's, not, yeah. I mean, I, I think, I mean, look at how they they don't do mixed tag, they don't do intergender matches in WWE anymore. So of course they're gonna, um, you know, of course they're gonna have um, a moment like that happen. Of course they are. Uh, we got the man himself, Brian Himmelfarb, in the chat. Outside a couple of matches, the show was not extreme and boring. Three out of ten, AEW was better this weekend. It's it's interesting, and yeah, sorry about the the high level of donations. I'll adjust the volume. I um I don't know. I thought it was an overall. I mean, I I I, I am doing an AEW uh, fighter fest or fighter fest fight for the fallen review that will be coming up on Patreon first the next couple of days, and then it'll be released here on the channel. Um, but I thought Extreme Rules was okay. I don't think it was anything that um it was. Super crazy, not like the wrestler, but I think it was a solid show overall. But again, I went in with pretty low expectations, that being said. But anyway, let's move on to the actual show itself. And again, guys, i uh, love to hear your thoughts. Again, as you just heard, Streamlabs Super Chat links are both enabled. If you guys want to donate to the show, uh, and we'll be taking calls later on at the end. So. I didn't expect the main event to be so much fun. Nature Girl, we got Regina in the chat. What's going on, Nature Girl Wrestling World? Thank you for the $2 donation. Yeah, honestly, the, the main event for me was... Um, the main event for me was a slow start, but I thought the fun... I thought it, it picked up. It was kind of a, lot of... a lot of themes about that, to be honest with you. Whew. But anyway, sorry for the yawn. I've had a long-ass day. And uh, it's uh, just going to get longer. But let's talk about this pay-per-view, guys. Um, let's take a look at... Yep. So the pre-show, I actually did watch the pre-show, not realizing that we're going to get not one but two matches. And I'll be damned if I wasn't surprised at the fact that... Um, uh, that freaking... The Intercontinental Championship match between Finn Balor and Shinsuke Nakamura, a match that, to my knowledge was not announced um, at all as far I could be wrong I'm sure they maybe announced it on social media but it definitely wasn't announced as of Friday so it was kind of weird uh, to hear that that matchup was made because it just seems so backward I, I get I get why they did it I understand why they did it they want to have a relatively higher profile match uh, or a higher stakes match on the pre-show but it's just weird to still see the Intercontinental Championship um, on uh, on the pre-show that being said, <laughs> the donation. If you saw the Evolve show last night, my girl showed C Blackheart was on it showing how much of a fucking star she is. Hint in NXT. 
Thank you, Spaz. Another $5 Canadian Super Chat donation. Yes, I will be doing an Evolve review as well. Both of those shows I will be doing a review on. They're going to be up on Patreon first for as little as a buck a month. So if you guys want to get on that early, go check it out. And eventually I will release it, I think, here on the channel or the very least audio format. Plus, coming at you, uh, I believe this week we're going to be dropping the latest wrestling retrospective. Uh, so if you guys want in on that, Patreon for all the bonus goodies before everybody else gets a crack at it. It's a great way to help support my stuff, if you like my stuff, it, it is what it is. But the matchup itself was just kind of surreal to think that a match that was like one of the higher profile matches in Japan ended up being, um, you know, the opening in the pre-show. It was, it was a weird, surreal thing, but I guess it was even weirder that Nakamura won the title. Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's necessarily a punishment um, to... I don't think it's necessarily a punishment uh, for Finn or anything like that. At least I don't think it is. Um, I'm trying to find out. There's actually a report that came out or at least a, a, a an article that came out in terms of why uh, why he supposedly won the championship. And here it is. Um, it's coming from Bodyslam.net. It said here that, uh, according from Brad Shepard, there said to be a lot of confusion as to why the IC title match uh, was not featured on the main card and placed in the pre-show. He said, uh, quote, on uh, Twitter, a source in WWE says there's a lot of confusion as to why the IC title match was on the main card. Uh, I'm told Heyman was more set about than Finn Balor, uh, but Finn losing was Paul Heyman's call because apparently, and this is a rumor, mind you, um, or at least this is what the, the, the source is saying, that Balor may in fact end up joining, or Heyman wants Balor to join the club. I don't know how true that is. Uh, that would be surreal if we had all four of them together in one group. I mean, I'm loving AJ with the club so far. So far, so good. But I mean, maybe? Maybe you guys, I, I'd love to hear what you guys have to say. Do you think that, you know, if, if, they put if if it means losing the Intercontinental Championship, do you think that would have been a good call to make? I'm curious what I have to say about that. Um, I, I hope this means a lot for. Um, I'm I'm hoping a lot. I hoping this uh, this is big means bigger and better things for uh, for Nakamura because I feel so bad. Like if you think back, what happened to Nakamura? I was watching like a. Uh, a documentary special right on I think it was actually Wrestlemania 34 like last year's Wrestlemania or something like that and it's crazy to think that like Nakamura went from being the Royal Rumble winner to, to being featured in like the like one of the main title programs for Wrestlemania then <laughs> winning the US title losing it and then just kind of barely being featured on Smackdown I mean granted the IC champion was not really featured that much on Smackdown lately anyway but I'm just hopeful that it at least adds a little bit more to what's going on. And I mean, again, with Bischoff taking over not too long from now, this could open up some really interesting opportunities for uh, Nakamura's IC champion, depending on what they do with him. Um, so we'll, 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 we'll see what happens. But uh, more shocked than anything that, that Nakamura got the win here. But I'm not complaining either. Uh, Gulag versus Nice for the Cruiserweight title. A hell of a cru Cruiserweight matchup. I mean, these guys, the Cruiserweights always always do a fantastic job. This was obviously very different compared to um, the triple threat at the last pay-per-view they just did but um, at Stomping Grounds, but still fun. I, I still enjoy it. The Cruiserweights end up being, more often than not, uh, one of my favorite matches of the entire show. Unfortunately, relegated to the pre-show again. What are you going to do? Uh, beggars can't be choosers at this point, you know what I mean? They just can't. Um, so with, with Gulak, Gulak retaining, no real shock there. I'm really happy. I, I, there's been some rumblings and rumors about what's going to happen with, uh, with, um, with, with the cruiserweights and everything like that. But I'm, I'm very curious, uh, to see what's going to happen with them, uh, and Gulak specifically. I, I'm loving the fact that Gulak's champion. I think he should have been champion a little while ago, but, um, We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. But either way, very fun match. Uh, different more ground for pound than anything else. But hey, can't complain either. Uh, rolling right along, we actually kicked things off. They announced this on social media, I think, right before the show. Not too long before the show began. That we were going to get uh, Undertaker and Roman against Shane and uh, against Shane and Drew McIntyre as the opening contest. Um... Let me just make a little note here. Sorry, just updating something. There we go. Um, 
that was kind of surprising that they're they're doing one of their higher profile matches at the beginning, but not the first time they've done this. I remember what No Mercy it was a No Mercy. I think it was like 2017 or 2016 when they did um, when they did the WWE Championship match as the opening contest. Like the first match was for the WWE Championship. That that's freaking strange. Um, but this matchup was honestly a lot better than I anticipated it to be. I was a little worried that this matchup was going to be um, slow, sluggish, a lot of tags, a couple of spots here and there. But, you know, again, with one of the very few extreme matches in this Extreme Rules card, not too shabby. Uh, Taker didn't look too half bad. I think that uh, I, I kind of chuckled a little bit at the involvement of Elias uh, I thought that was kind of funny, <laughs> to be completely honest with you. Um, I thought McIntyre looked like a million dollars. But why did they lose? Like, I, I I don't get it. Like, God's sakes, like, freaking every... <laughs> every freaking... Um... <sighs> it's just frustrating because, like, every time... And it's not just because I do the impressions. Um... um but honestly, like, you know, if they're trying to build up Drew McIntyre to be one of the top heels of Raw, which I think would be a great call, I, I just don't get why they wouldn't, uh, why they wouldn't try to give him some sort of solid victory here. And I think this would have been the great opportunity to do so when you have, um, you know, you have a tag team match that has, like, no rules or stipulations, you know? Um... It just it's just aggravating to me that like they try to do uh you know Taker coming back I get that he's probably going to be coming back for SummerSlam fine uh potentially a high profile match at SummerSlam but like this is a great opportunity to give Drew a rub and and granted yeah Shane won against Roman at Best of the World and all that but like Drew has gotten very few if any major victories lately so give him the rub while he while yeah have him here at this point for God's sakes like that. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, just, just, I don't know, that just bugged me a little bit. But, any case, other than that, though, it was still fun with Drew getting involved, Elias getting involved. I love the shot of Undertaker sitting up and looking to do the tombstone to Shane. Uh, and McIntyre was ready in the background to kick his head off with the Claymore. Roman comes in with the spear. Taker tries to pick up Shane and hits him a second time and actually gets the, the tombstone. One, two, three. Taker and Roman win the matchup. No, not really too surprised in this. Oh, I shouldn't say too surprised, but I just. Wish, I wish Drew and Shane got the win here because it would have just left the door wide open for Drew to challenge The Undertaker and just have, uh, you know, I really want that match. I just really want that match. I mean, it probably it could still happen, but, like, man, again, if you want Drew to be, like, one of your top heels of Raw, you got to gotta let him, gotta let him, I'm a peacock, Captain. Got to let me fly. Anyway, rolling right along, let's move on to the next matchup here. Uh, the Revival versus The Usos. Unfortunately, I only caught bits and pieces of this match, so you guys can let me know uh, your thoughts in the comment section, of course, um, into uh, uh, social media and all that. I, I it, was, it was okay. It wasn't their greatest stuff. It just it, It's hard for me to get invested in this when they haven't really been doing anything with the tag team division. Um, and it's sad to think that, you know, it's sad to think that like we have a revival, a tag team that yours truly included, ooh, excuse me, yours truly included has been wanting to be tag team champions for a while. And lo and behold, nothing's really being done with them. Uh, granted, it's not that they have, you know, it's hard to have a bad match in the tag team division. I'm not saying they had a bad match, but it's hard for me to get invested when it's just like, oh, by the way, Revival's fighting the Usos for the tag team titles. It's it's just, it's a cluster. But either way, I heard it, from what I saw, pretty solid match overall. Uh, Revival get the retain here. Again, not really too surprised either. Um, but I we got to see what happens here. We got we to gotta, we gotta, gotta keep, something's got to happen with this. Seriously. I did watch Aleister Black versus Cesaro, which was a such a fun match. That was a lot more fun than I thought it was going to be. I, I argue that Aleister Black and Cesaro, if you're going to watch this pay-per-view, would actually be one of the matches I recommend. Uh, usually I try to keep anywhere between one to three matches. I definitely tell you guys to check out. I think this is one of them. 
uh, what I was thought, thinking to turn out to be a squash match that would ultimately be bestowed upon Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler later on in the evening turned out to be an actual very solid back-and-forth contest that at some point actually had me believe that Cesaro might actually get the victory here. Um, Alistair Black, spoiler alert, did get the victory here in this one, but Cesaro, um, Cesaro definitely put the work in. Not that he never does, but like... It wasn't all one-sided. It was a very back-and-forth match. The build for this was so weird because, of course, Black has just been asking someone to fight him when why he just didn't go out to fight someone himself. But that as it may, um, either way, the build was just weird with Cesaro coming in with the braces on and just saying he's going to fight him for reasons we still don't quite understand. But didn't prevent a, a match. I love a good super chat winking face. Did you see the pics of Luke Lesnar in the WWE PC? Thoughts? No, I uh, I did not see that one, Spaz. I did not see that at all. Uh, but thank you for another $5 Canadian super chat donation. Um, no, I didn't see that at all, actually. I've been <laughs> I've kind of been a little preoccupied with a lot of other things going on right now. But um, but no, if, there's, if that's legit, um, yeah, shoot me a message. Um, let's see what else we've got going on. But, uh, no, Cesaro and Black was a lot of fun. I argue that's probably one of the better matches of the entire card, truth be told. Um, really fun stuff. A lot of technical skills back and forth. Alistair Black using, of course, the fade to Black, uh, to get the victory overall. Bailey against Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss was rough. I'm sorry, but I was not really big on this matchup. I, um, that one was, was tough because... Anytime you do a handicap match like that, excuse me. Anytime you do a handicap match like that, where you have a heels against a baby face, um, it's almost like a triple threat. In which case, it's very hard to juggle three people and, and choreograph three people in there. And God bless them, they tried. They really freaking tried. You can tell. And there was a couple of cool moments here and there. I think when Nikki missed the elbow and then Bailey went for like the double move. But for the most part, like, yeah, it just wasn't really. Wasn't really digging it. Um, it just wasn't really my thing. Um, yeah, I just I, I didn't really dig that part. Um, Bailey gets the win and retains the the SmackDown Women's Championship, but I just I don't know. Maybe maybe because I know maybe because I know where this is going. Maybe because I, we know that Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss are going to split. I have no idea. But yeah, I just really wasn't into this one. Um, a lot of people I saw on social media thinking that Bailey was going to retain, and then Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross were going to attack her, thus leading her to, to the return of Sasha Banks. I thought that would have been a great little thing. I still don't even know what's going on with Sasha Banks at this point. Um, but I, again, I think that Extreme Rules is hopefully going to be um, the like, okay, let's let's wrap this up. Let's let's wrap this up, guys, and then they just go right into the SummerSlam build. I, I think that. A lot of these rivalries, except for maybe a few, um, are just to, to to get them out of the way and get ready to... Whew, yawning a lot. I'm sorry, guys. Moving right on into the SummerSlam build. I know I said that from stomping grounds, but I just think that's the case. What I will defend is the last man standing match. Now, I know that a lot of people thought it was boring. I know a lot of people thought it was... Um, it was not that great. Thought it was dull. I personally thought it was fun. Was it the greatest last man standing match ever? No. Um, obviously. Um, do I think that could have been better? Obviously. But it doesn't discredit me from liking certain moments of it. I think that... The, the problem with me is that I don't like big guys fighting. I don't like big behemoths like butting heads like this. So when, when, on paper, when you hear Braun Strowman and Lashley in a last man standing match, to me, that's like a horrible scenario because it's like the last thing I want. I appreciated the physicality they were trying to bring in the match. There was a couple of spots here and there that I appreciated. I think when Strowman tossed Lashley into the international announce table, poor Funaki, poor Funaki. Smackdown number one announcer gets flattened by freaking Lashley. Poor kid. Shame. Uh, bam. Check FB. 
Luke Lesnar link is there. Triple L. All right, thanks, Baz. I'll check it out after the stream. Thank you for another two dollar Canadian super chat donation. Always appreciate that, guys. Uh, always appreciate the patronage from Patreon. Always appreciate donations. Goes right back in this to making things bigger and better. So I always appreciate any of the love and support you guys can give, even if it's not monetary value either. So subscriptions, uh, follow the shares, all that stuff is always appreciated. But anyway, moving right along. Um, but moving right along, uh, we move on to um, the, the la but the last man standing match. I still thought was fun. I, I still thought it was enjoyable. Um, I the the like the, the the main match itself. Okay, fine. Split opinions on cool. But that that main that that finish though. The finish was so much fun. The finish was a blast. Uh, that was. That was fun. I'm sorry, but that was really fun to me. Where they both did the power, when Strowman's doing the running power slam uh, into like a, a taller barricade uh, right through, and then Strowman does almost like the uh, like the the Kool Aid Man. Oh yeah, and just busts through the thing. I mean, come on. That finish though was the was to me was the best thing of the whole thing. Um, so say what you will about the match. I thought at least the finish was fun. Where they go from here, again, creatively, I have no effing idea. I think it's just a way to kind of, again, hopefully rush things along into the SummerSlam build, but we shall see. Um, New Day against Brian and Rowan and Heavy Machinery Triple Threat Tag Team Match for the SmackDown Tag Team Titles. The best tag team title match out of the two between Raw and SmackDown, no questions asked. You got Heavy Machinery who are hungry. You got The New Day who are the vets. And Brian Rowan are the champs. This was a fun one. This was uh, a dark horse match in my opinion. A match that I don't think anybody was really thinking about. But honestly was one of the better matches of the entire show. Um, I would honestly rate it up there as far as another match that I would definitely recommend watching from this pay-per-view. If, if we're taking a look at all the, uh, all the matches, this would be another one. The SmackDown Tag Team title match was a blast. I'm very, very surprised Heavy Machinery didn't get the win here. I figured with a triple threat rule, this was a great opportunity for Heavy Machinery to get the win over the champs without beating them, thus again leaving the door wide open for SummerSlam. But I certainly am not going to complain about New Day winning the belts again. I, I don't know what the purpose was that of. I I again, I'm not complaining. Uh, maybe it's going to lead to New Day versus Heavy Machinery. Maybe they're splitting up Brian and Rowan. Maybe Brian and Rowan are doing different things now. That's my only guess as to why they put the belts off of them at this point, is that they were potentially breaking the team up, which in that, that case I kind of get in ter terms of you know saving that tag team match. I think New Day and Heavy Machinery will still be, oh man, the build, build for that will just be the most entertaining aspect of SmackDown. Um, my God, I think that would just be such the such the fun, entertaining aspect of SmackDown. Um, by the way, I noted I, I was re, I was I just going through Twitter, and I just noticed that a lot of people were saying that they were thinking, um, <laughs> a lot of people were thinking that Bray Wyatt might show up, or they might show up at the Raw reunion that they announced on uh, Extreme Rules tonight. Which those of you who didn't catch it, there's going to be a Raw reunion of about a lot of the top stars of raw in two weeks so not this coming monday but the monday after a lot of people think oh maybe bray wyatt will show up the love of all that is holy please do not have bray wyatt show up on this show because if bray wyatt interrupts any segment that involves any of the legends or the bigger stars he ain't going to make it so don't don't have him debut at that one anyway moving right along um yeah new day new day winning the smackdown tag team titles no complaints there very fun match definitely another one of them on the top three I'd recommend you check out. AJ versus Ricochet. Man, I I should have known better. I should have known better that AJ was going to get the win and win the championship here after the matches that we've seen. And plus the strength of the club. I get it. I, I guess part of me just wanted to... I guess I just kind of wanted Ricochet to hold on to it for one more month, but... Um, meh. Um... That's a tough one. I mean, I, I, I should have seen that one coming. Should have seen that one coming. But, uh, but at the same time, I'm fine with the way they pulled it off because, again, it leaves the doors wide open for, 
for that SummerSlam for that SummerSlam rematch. Uh, I saw some people say like uh, a ladder, steel cage. I'm fine with what whatever. Um, I think that AJ and Ricochet definitely put on a fun matchup. I'm not arguing it's one of the better, another one of the good ones of the of the night. I, that would probably be my number three. Um, but I also felt like, and maybe you guys felt this way too. I felt like they were in second gear or first gear rather. Um, like they were just getting into the thick of things as far as how good they can make it. Don't get me wrong. There were some really fun spots in this match, but I felt like there could have been, they could have really done a lot more. Um, and I'm sure they were holding back on purpose, but mm, I don't know. Part of me just, part of me just thought like they just could have done a little tiny bit more. But I, I mean, either way, if this the way they did with the club and everything, you know they're gonna have a rematch with this. And hey, we're gonna have some of the most exciting matches for the United States Championship that we had for a while. Nakamura is the Intercontinental Champion. I'm not saying things are looking good. I'm just saying is that you've you, you you've had my uh, curiosity, but now you have my attention. Kind of, you know what I mean? Like that kind of that kind of deal. Um, hell of a matchup. Definitely the other one I would recommend to check out. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah. Kevin Owens versus Dolph Ziggler. A stunner, 17 seconds, and that's all you need to know. Oh, but the fact that Kevin Owens once again cuts a promo saying that, uh, you know, Shane McMahon can kiss his ass and all that stuff. It's so weird to think that, like, we had a, you know, we had a Kevin Owens, um, Shane McMahon rivalry almost the same time last year with Brian and, and Shane as the GM of Smack. Like, such a weird, like, amazing what a year and a half can do. It, Kofi versus Samoa Joe for the WWE Championship. Now, obviously, the big thing that a lot of people were, were looming about was the fact that Heyman had announced on Raw that Lesnar was cashing in Extreme Rules. But he also re-emphasized this a little earlier on in the evening, saying, again, guarantee he's going to be the champion one way or the other. So I don't know about you guys, but during this matchup, I was biting my nails. I did not think, unfortunately, that Samoa Joe was going to win the championship. And I was starting to realizing that, you know, when WWE tends to book a new champion in this fashion, they tend to book them against, I don't want to say safer opponents, but people to just kind of get them through the rhetoric, uh, rhetoric until they get to a major defense of some kind or a major challenge, right? So, like, not to say that their, their challengers aren't that great, but it's challengers that you pretty much know they're not going to win the title, right? Like Kofi versus Ziggler. Did anyone in their right mind think that Dolph Ziggler was going to beat Kofi Kingston out of WrestleMania and become the new WWE champion? As much as we may have wanted that, it probably wasn't going to happen. That's kind of the same vibe I'm getting with Joe now, is that Joe, I, I bet you Joe will be challenged. Uh, I bet you Samoa Joe will continue to be challenging for the WWE championship in the near future, as far as winning the big one, it ain't happening, at least not right now. Um, and plus, it was just weird the fact that he went from right from losing the U.S. title to Ricochet to, it, again, very, very strange, um, very weird. But either way, it was still a fun beatdown of a match. Um, weird, just very strange. Um, but... Either way, um, it was it was still a fun match. Joe was doing exactly what he needed to do. Joe was uh, Joe was beating down and brutalizing Kofi Kingston, uh, and then of course Kofi gets the upset and gets the victory here to retain. It really wasn't anything to write home about, at least for me anyway. But of course, again, that end it was just that nail by when Kofi's like celebrating, me like Kofi, get the, get out of the ring, get the f out of the ring, just get out of the ring. Don't want Brock to cash in. And then we go to, um, what was that name of that video game? Rocket League. And then we're like, oh, thank God we got to a commercial. Okay. Whew. Mercy. Thank God. We got, we got, we got out of Dodge there. So that, 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 was, that was a bit of a relief. Uh, but then we get into our main event, which was Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch against Corbin and Lacey. Uh, last chance, winners take all. Mixed tag, extreme rules match. Good God, that's the longest stipulation I've ever heard in my life. Uh, for both the Universal and the Raw Women's Championship. This matchup was, honest to God, a lot more fun than I anticipated it to be. I will be the first one to say that. Um, I, I, I will definitely not, um, I will definitely not uh, take away the fact that this matchup I thought was a lot of fun. I, I was very surprised at how good it was 
because I was thinking it was going to be clumsy and and clunky. And again, like any other match, there's no nothing that's perfect. But at the same time, I did enjoy certain spots here and there. Um, I think that for me, uh, the the fun the fun one was that the the double um, was not only when Lacey was trying to hit on Seth Rollins and Becky just wails her with the kendo stick, but also when they did the double body splash where Lacey body splashed Lacey Evans through a table on the outside and then Seth did a frog splash over them to Baron Corbin on the other side. That was pretty badass, I'm not going to lie. Uh, of course, the big moment was when Baron Corbin decided to hit the end of days on Becky Lynch, setting Seth into a wild, berserking raging frenzy uh to of course attack baron corbin with not one but three curb stomps not a moment after he hit that bell you hear the beast's music come out one suplex later it's official brock lesnar officially cashes in f5 we have ourselves the new universal champion brock lesnar and presumably a wrestlemania 35 rematch at summerslam in toronto <sighs> extreme rules overall and, and I'm, gonna, I'm just prepping up the phone lines right now um this, extreme rules was ooh, extreme rules was uh, was okay I, I don't think that the show was anything too wild but again like i said at the beginning of the whole thing definitely blew away my expectations um, I, again, I went in with pretty low expectations, but I went in with expectations that nonetheless, I think that the, if I had to rate extreme rules out of 10, I would probably give it a six and a half out of 10. I think that's a fair assessment. The problem with a lot of these matches though, was the build. We didn't really have a whole lot of build between stomping ground and extreme rules, most of it was continuation from stomping grounds, but that didn't necessarily mean that there were matches that I didn't appreciate. Definitely the big three, in my opinion, were Ricochet versus AJ Styles, the um, the triple threat for the SmackDown Tag Team titles, and Aleister Black versus Cesaro. Not to say that the bigger matches didn't have things that I enjoyed about them, but it was just hard for me to get behind them considering either the build or lack thereof going into the pay-per-view, or more importantly, what I was just waiting, we're just waiting to get the F and SummerSlam kind of deal, which is what my mindset for the most part was about these matches. Like a lot of them, I just didn't really like, okay, cool, cool. We're just gonna, you know, we're just gonna breeze through to get to SummerSlam. Um, yeah, I think that like the, the undercard, honestly, surprisingly, was what really helped this pay-per-view. I think that the main match is not that they didn't deliver per se, but again, Hard to get behind in something when not a whole lot. You know, it, it's it's a weird, it's a tricky, tricky deal. Um, but, I mean, that being said, that's just my opinion, guys. And it's time to hear what you guys have to say. Um, let's see here uh, what we got going on. Let's open up the phone lines a little bit. Let's go to... Open up the phone lines, 978-237-4818. Let's take a couple of calls here. I'm just throwing that in the chat real quick, 978-237-4818. If you guys want to call in and have your thoughts be heard uh, or aired about what you thought of Extreme Rules. We'll take a couple of calls before we wrap this up. But uh, yeah, I thought Extreme Rules was not maybe the greatest. It wasn't too extreme, but same time, not too shabby either. I, I think it was. I think it definitely... I don't know if I want to say delivered. I don't think it delivered the extreme part. Um, I think it did all right. But anyway, we'll take a couple phone calls, and we got our first one coming in right now. So I think we do. Hold on one second. Phone lines, curses, foiled again. Let's see. I tried to. But I guess that didn't work out. <laughs> um, try again, uh, caller. But um, yeah, I, I'd say it was all right. It, it was an okay average pay per view. I think it, I think it definitely exceeded expectations. But I, I wouldn't say that um, it was the best match of the weekend or best show of the weekend. I'll just put it that way. You know. Um, here we go. Let's try this one more time. All right, we got 210 on the line. What's going on? Hey, Connor, it's Jurgen. What's up, man? What is up, good sir, Jurgen? How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm a little mad because right. um, 
okay, Extreme Rules, um, way back then, were had more tables matches, chairs matches, ladder yep. matches. Yep. And now it's like, you know, this went flat. That was a lot of people's problem with the pay-per-view overall, which I definitely understand, is that it's not extreme per se, which I get. It's, it's you know, um, let me ask you this. I mean, was if they called it like, eh, fuck, I'm going to bring back an old pay-per-view name. If they called the show fully loaded, would you, would you be okay with that? Um, well, you know, you know what I'm trying what? to say. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, it, I know, right. I know, I know, I know. No, and and also the other thing I want to say is um, nice reference for Django, Mr. Sir Candy. Well, uh, sorry, I didn't hear. What was that? Oh, uh, the 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 reference you said. What's it called? You got my curious. Oh yes, um, yes, 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 yes. You, yes, you had my you Mr. had my curiosity. Now you had my attention. Yes. Yeah, Mr. Candy. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. I'm glad you <laughs> glad you caught that. Yeah, that was uh, that that was that was about as accurate. That, that's pretty accurate to my my feelings on that one. But I mean, aside from the extremity of it or lack thereof, what'd you think? It was okay. The only good matches that I saw were interesting were mm-hmm. just Alistair Black and mm-hmm. Cesaro. And I'm sorry, you know, I love. Don't get me wrong. I love AJ. I love Ricochet. But why, why, why put the title on the line so early for Ricochet? That's that's kind of tough. I I think that with with Ricochet, I think that we're again. I think there's a lot of things creatively that they just. I I don't know. There's I think there's a lot of things that I'm willing to kind of let go from. Cre- there there are things creatively that are just a disaster right now, and I'm trying not to be that guy where like. Creative, do this and blah blah, and, and and kind of go off on tangents, but because we're getting supposedly or at least allegedly a pretty hard reboot of a lot of things creatively in a few months, I'm trying to let stuff go. Um, yeah, but, but I, I get the frustration. Yes, no, it, it, they always say that. I just think, in my honest opinion, the reason why Vince McMahon hired Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff just to get the pressure off of him and on the pressure on them too. That's just my mm-hmm. opinion about that one. Possibly. And then now, and now with that, I'm like, with this right here, three weeks, and then now four weeks for Toronto. What's up with mm-hmm. Spaz? What's up, Spaz? What's up going on there? And uh, I'm like, there's not enough time. No, there's a lot of room to actually get a rivalry started or a story line started you know what i mean because it happened before we're stopping ground and then now with extreme rules right and so i mean SummerSlam has more time though SummerSlam has about four weeks um of build at least i think so i hope so no it's four weeks you're right okay if there was two weeks of SummerSlam, i'd be petrified right now yeah, but there's still. I mean, it, to me, I don't think I don't think that's enough time to get things like a uh, thing started. You know, no, and, and I, that, that's my opinion. That's my opinion. Well, that's why I kept saying, like, if you really think about like a lot of these, a lot of this, right? There wasn't that much build going into this show. Like, there was literally only, I'd say, about a, you know, you're looking at like a two two ish week build coming out of stomping grounds, right? So you really yeah. didn't have a whole lot of, you really didn't have a whole lot of, um, of time to really b- build uh, built a solid pay per view as far as the booking goes. That being yeah. said, that being said, um, you know, I, I, that's why I'm a little hopeful because it's like, okay, well, if you only have two weeks to build another show, they almost have to do it that way. Like it's almost necessity that they have to build it off of that last show. That's why I'm kind of hopeful that like you know SummerSlam's kind of you know, one of the bigger shows, they've definitely given it more importance in terms of, you know, a big four in the last couple of years. Um, at least that's what I'm hoping, but, you know, they, you know, well, the proof will I'm be in the pudding. I'm hoping, too. I, it, <laughs> you said it. You said it, man. Yep. No, and so. then now we're like, okay, well, I'm, first of all, I'm happy for Nakamura winning the IC title and then a former um, IWGP Intercontinental Champion as well. And then what Spaz said in the, in the chat earlier, now 
uh, John Moxley was a U.S. champion over for WWE, and now he's the IWGP U.S. champion over in Japan. Right. And I, I think that's kind of cool. But and the only thing is, like you said before, Connor, it's like, what are they going to do with Nakamura now when he's champion? Are they actually going to do him? Um, well, what is it? Uh, are they actually going to have him on a bigger role, or are they going to basically have him the same thing as having him sitting catering for the rest of uh, his time with the title? <sighs> I wish I could tell you. <laughs> with, with with Nakamura, you mean? Yes. Well, that that's what kind of surprised me because I was kind of surprised that, you know, it, it seems like there was a lot of decisions that were made tonight that were kind of like, okay, let's just do this and then we'll, like, like we're just going to do this, get it out of the way, and then, like, throw it off into the into the wind. Like, that's how I felt about a lot of the results of the show. I think with the exception of Brock uh, winning and cashing in, I don't really, th I, I think, I almost guarantee you, that the show's finishes or what the end result was going to be coming out of those shows had more influence from Heyman and Bischoff than any than than, than not. At least that's my guess. Um, just because you there are things know. that just, it, but it just it it was just I can't I can't explain it. I can't like say like for sure, but like there was just something like think about like the fact that the New Day won the tag team titles and now the New Day have the, the tag team and the WWE Championship. Brought, you know, um, Nakamura winning the Intercontinental title. It just there were there were certain there were certain things that just made it feel like a lot of these rivalries are either going to be just like brushed off and we're not going to talk. Like you know when they do a WrestleMania match featuring like a guest that you know is not going to be there after WrestleMania and they barely talk about it. That's the tone yes, I get. Yes. That's the tone I yeah, got from the show. And and I feel that way too. Now the only thing is like you know with the, the three way match, uh, mm -hmm. Brian Rowan. New Day and Heavy Machinery. I wanted Heavy Machinery to win the tag team titles. I think a lot of people did. I think a lot of people did. I want I wanted Heavy Machinery because you know what? Okay, I love a New Day. Don't get me wrong. Uh, mm -hmm. Schnastics, but it's where you know it's always the same thing. It's either Usos win the tag team title. Don't get me started, don't get me started on that right there. The, the, the title match between the Revival and the Usos. Don't get me started on that one. Um, Usos, New Day, Usos. New Day. I'm like, okay, enough. Just give the titles to somebody else, please. And then now, like, with the Revival not wanting to resign their contracts for another five years, and where uh, the Usos were SmackDown tag, were SmackDown champ, uh, SmackDown, part of SmackDown, I'm sorry, where I'm like, are you serious? Why won't you give a shot to war uh, 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 to the War Raiders? I'm calling them War Raiders, Hanson and Rowe. I'm sorry. I'm not calling them by any other name, but Hanson and Rowe, the War Raiders. Right. And I'm sorry. I'm just a little mad because I'm venting, and this is like it, – it's a travesty. You know? And they have they, – they, they, they beat the former champion, uh, Hawkins and Ryder. And yet, where their title shot? Yeah, again, there's like I said, there's so much about the creative side that I just I can't get into because otherwise I'll I'll bleed from my nose. And so I'm trying to just get through uh, everything. And shout out to Cole Bone Show in the chat too, and Zach Connor joined us. Thank you so much for coming in, JP. Appreciate it. Um, I'm trying to just blow through to get to to SummerSlam, hoping that like. Light at the end of the tunnel, light at the end of the tunnel, like, please, let this light just get to freaking here, just please. So I'm just, I'm trying not to let it, because if I think too much about it, I'm going to I'm gonna get a migraine. That's exactly what's going to happen. Um, oh, sorry, at least, sorry no, about no, that. No, 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 it's not your fault, you're good. I'm just saying is that, it's not that I'm not aware of these, you're absolutely right. I just think that, let's see what happens when the new management comes in. Well, that being said, though, Jurgen, real quick, before we let you go, um, favorite, sure, moment, sure. favorite moment of the ma uh, favorite moment of the night, least favorite moment of the night. Oh, best for oh man, um, Alistair Black, Cesaro, Black Mask. Wow. Okay. Ouch. Right. I, I'm sorry. Ow. Yeah. That, I mean, never did I think of ooh that tickled, but yes, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> Least moment. Lesnar winning the the championship. Really? Okay. You weren't a fan of him cashing yeah. in. 
No, I'm not a big fan. Now who's going to hold it again for 400 and some odd days again? Not right. seen on TV well, for maybe. who long? And when the last time? Oh God, I don't even started. Just... <laughs> okay, okay, but but that okay. The, so Lesnar cashing in was definitely not a definitely not a plus for you. But hey, I mean, we'll we'll see what happens. Maybe maybe Lesnar might lose it next month. You never know. Uh, let's find out. We'll we'll fingers crossed. But thank you so much, Jurgen, for calling, and I always appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Connor. You have a good night, man. You too, man. Take it easy. Bye-bye. All right, that was Jurgen. We'll take a few more calls. Uh, your thoughts on Extreme Rules. Brock cashing in. He is the new Universal Champion. What you guys think is going to happen uh, in the future? Are you guys hopeful? Do you think this is like what we were talking about, like a cold reboot of um, everything afterwards? Are we hoping for a cold reboot or something happening uh, after what's going on with all this craziness? But we got another one person on the line. We got 520. What's going on? Hey, Red Enigma here. What's going on? What is up, Red Enigma? Good, sir. How are you? Uh, honestly, a little rough, but I mean, it, uh, I've, I've been through worse, so um, I'm going to keep on trucking. That's all I can say about oh, that. Sorry to hear that, man, but keep it up, man. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, First off, shout out to Jurgen just now. That was a um, very interesting insight, and I agree with a lot of what he said. Um uh, I got to point out that um, for me, as far as Lesnar cashing in and winning, I'm not too surprised at that. Right. Or even that it was at Seth. Um, I'm just going to come right out and say, I don't think he's going to hold the title as long as people want to believe. You don't think Lesnar's going to hold, really... you, you hold it that long? Not like to the same extent as like the previous title reign, but right. okay. you know, yeah, I mean, I could see it being, I don't know, maybe to about the end of the year, perhaps, just if I were to give, like, say, a ballpark or something like that. But I don't, like, in other words, I don't see him carrying it into next year's Mania and then God, no. dropping it <laughs> to whoever that would be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah we're not going to have I, any of that. I think you're. I think you're right on that one for sure. But I mean, so what? What do you think for for you? What was your favorite? What was your favorite match or moment of the night? Oh, good. That's a hell of a question. Ah, <laughs> um, uh, I mean, the thing about this show is that for me, it wasn't terrible. But at the same time, um, you know, it wasn't something I was exactly glued to either. I, I just. Hmm. I just was not enamored by it. Um, fair, that's a fair statement, uh, I think. Yeah, and uh, also what you said in that last call, too, just in the sense of um, what if it were named fully loaded instead? I, um, right. I, I, I would it was... say it still falls short, yeah. Well, I know that there was a lot of, that was a common complaint of a lot of people, and I, I get it, of, of a pay-per-view called Extreme Rules that has a very extreme history, and it's in fucking Philadelphia. So it's like you're not really, mm -hmm. you're not really setting yourself yeah. up for the most success. So the point I was just making was if the show was called something completely different other than Extreme Rules, would people still think it was as bad as it was? But, um, so, okay, uh -oh. so, but did I lose you? Yeah, I'm here. I know it was cutting in and out pretty good. I don't know if you're able to hear me now. Nope, I think we're all good. I uh -oh. know we just had a little, we're, a little technical difficulty, so we're good. Um, so that being said, okay. what? Um, so yeah, so what was your fa What was your favorite part of the whole thing, if you had one? Yeah, if I could say there was a favorite moment. Um, again, that's tough. I mean, I guess I could go with the Alistair, like Jurgen. I mean, I. For one thing, it's just refreshing seeing him actually on TV or pay-per-view or whatever the case may be. Just seeing him in action, I think, uh, is a little bit long overdue. Um, right. I wasn't sure how much more of the, I need someone to knock on my door and fight me that we were going to get. I mean, it was like, okay, like, we we really need to go somewhere with this. Um but, uh, yeah, I thought it was a very solid match at the very least. Um, you could argue it was probably the best one of the night. Um, that would seem to be just, a very uh, – that was, that was a very – that was a very positive response. A lot of people were saying how 
you know, even I'd said it, it was, it was probably one of the better three matches of the entire evening, which is weird because, it, you know, on paper, a lot of people were like, oh, this is the the, Bla the Aleister Black squash match. Cesaro's just going to lose, which ultimately that honor was bestowed upon Kevin Owens and Dolph Ziggler. But in any case, right. um, what was your least favorite part of the whole pay-per-view? Was it the match? Was it Brock cashing in? Was it something else? Uh, there are just a few of them. I mean, you could put Brock right up there. Um right. Um, I'll just go into maybe a couple of knocks that I had on uh, a few things here and there. Um, for me, just going into the whole uh, the U.S. title match, um, I've actually had knocks on this just for a bit. Now, I actually um, wanted to call in on this a while back and didn't get to, but uh, I just... Uh, want to say just as far as like with where they're going with the club first off i feel like the turn by aj probably could have been safe for tonight um really and truly between this and the intercontinental title which don't get me wrong i love that match actually mm -hmm. i think that was one of the better ones between shin and uh and uh balor but at the same time i see and it's funny that there's the whole rumor about Finn possibly joining the club, but the commonality is that, you know, they both lacked the necessary build to really get behind. I mean, you're still gonna you're still gonna watch because either way that you look at it, regardless of which match it was, you know, you're gonna get a you're gonna get a quality product either way. Right. But at the same time, you know, Where's the build for it? I mean, these kind of things, like these type of programs are something that deserve build. I mean, the one thing that I got to hope for, at least at least in the case of the Intercontinental uh, Championship, is that that can still build into SummerSlam. I'm thinking that's going to be the case for the U.S. title. But at the mm -hmm. same time, they had plenty of time to do a lot more with it than what they did. Agree. Um, and, and like I said, rare exceptions to the rule of maybe, uh, you know, everything ending here tonight, extreme rules, possibly building into this future with SummerSlam. So, you know, I would be, I, that's probably one of the few ones I would, wouldn't mind carrying over into the future. But uh, real quick before we yeah. let you go, real quick before I let you go for the night, but uh, what would you rate it out of 10? If you were to rate extreme rules out of 10, what would you give it as a rating? Probably five at best. Oh, okay. I mean, that's... Probably a five at half. best. I mean, it just... It lacks so much, and um, yeah, it's just interesting with what you said about it being named Extreme Rules. It's funny because um, I just happened to have been bored one night and just happened to have watched uh, the network, and they aired... Um, I don't know if it was necessarily the full program of it, but they talked about... I think it was the rise and fall of ECW mm -hmm. and just all the problems with how what there were with that in terms of it just being made a third product of WWE and just all the things that were lacking on that like they were actually calling like for disqualifications and matches and people were getting pissed about that like I, there <sighs> yeah. were a lot of there was a lot of that in a lot of it yeah it is it, it is a little comical sometimes when they they forget the rules <laughs> You know, right, like, exactly. Or, or lack the, or I lack mean, thereof, just, but right, yeah. yeah I mean, what uh, what can you do? I guess That's very strange, but but anyway, my friend, I always appreciate your calls. Thank you so much for calling in. You have yourself an awesome night. You too, man. Everybody have a good night too. All right, take it easy. All right, thank you. You too. All right, Red Enigma, always a fun one to chit chat. Thank you so much for calling in, sir. That being said, I'm gonna take one. Final phone call. Hey, let me hit me up and hit me your thoughts on Extreme Rules. Uh, will, will you rate it out of 10? Favorite moment, least favorite moment, thoughts overall. Hit me up, give me a call, let me know your thoughts. 978-237-4818. We're going to take one final call. It's this one right here. And we got 304 on the line. What is going on, 304? Uh, Connor, this is Donna. Uh, I've enjoyed the pay for you tonight, Extreme Wolves. Awesome, Donald. Thank you for calling in. Uh, so, what did you? Um, what, what was your favorite thing about the show tonight? I love Brock Lesnar cashing in. <laughs> it's funny because you know it, it's funny that uh, 
you know, we, we just had people saying that they weren't fans of Lesnar cashing in. So tell me, Donna, why did you like Lesnar cashing in? Because I believe he's going to be there more often because Paul Heyman is in charge. And he's going to be, he's going to be, and he'll have, and Paul will be wanting him there. I mean, that's definitely a safe assumption. You know, Heyman is taking over relatively soon-ish on Raw. I mean, that does make sense. Um, I mean, were you sick of Seth as champion? Is that why you were happy that he cashed yeah, in? Well, to, yeah, I'll tell you, it seemed more like a soap opera with him and Becky all the time. Right. And everybody's talking about it being like a soap opera instead of the wrestling. So, you know? No, I hear you. Um, so, I mean, were, did you did you ex so you were excited and you were happy? Obviously, that Lesnar cashed in. Do you think um, Lesnar is going to keep the belt for a while, or do you think this might be just a quick fluke? I believe he will. I believe he will maybe soon because uh, I hold this and that Heyman is very high on Braun Strowman, mm -hmm. and that uh, he might cat he might get it from him. Do you think Braun will actually be able to beat Lesnar this time and actually take the title off him? Huh, okay. Yes. All right, interesting. So, Donna, what would you say is the, the sh part of the show that you did not like the most? Well, there's two things I didn't like. I didn't like... I wanted... I wanted the Usos to win because I didn't... I don't really care for the revival because I don't... They seem like they... they they weren't tagging in like they just should be. They was just getting in there, and one of the referees back was toned. Right, <laughs> but I mean, I, I mean, I didn't. Unfortunately, I didn't catch too much of this match. But I mean, the the revival have only had the belts for a little for not too long. Do you think they should have held a little longer, or are you just again you're sick of them as champs too? I'm getting kind of sick of them because. Uh, I think the Usos or the club should get it. Ooh, I wouldn't mind the club. I mean, the club is, is starting to be featured on TV now more, so, I mean, hey, can't complain about that. What would you, um, what were your thoughts? I, I, I meant to ask more people about this one, but, Don, what did you think of the last man standing match with Braun and uh, I Lashley? loved it. I, I <laughs> loved it. I mean, I loved when he threw him into that, whatever that was over there. <laughs> I love that part. And when he like just came through right through on the uh like just broke through like the Kool Aid man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I didn't I didn't know that was I didn't know he did that. I had a you weird know? feeling I had a weird feeling that was probably gonna happen with the way they set things up, but I mean, you know, either way, I thought it was pretty pretty funny either way. So Donna, um what would you rate the show out of ten? If you were to give a rating out of ten. Eight. 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 Okay. Pretty high on the high side. That's interesting. It's and this because, is, uh, this is my birthday, and I said I, I had a happy birthday with the, with the Extreme Wolves. <laughs> well, happy birthday, Donna, and that, that's awesome that you got a great uh, a little per, uh, birthday pay-per-view out of the deal. I remember when, whenever a pay-per-view fell on my birthday, I was like, man, that's a little extra treat sometimes. Well, depending on pay-per-view, but, you know. But um, any other thoughts uh, about the about the pay-per-view, Donna, before I let you go for the night? Uh, yeah, I, I love the way they... Uh, I love that Bailey retained, but I was thinking Sasha would show up, but I don't know if Sasha's going to ever come back or not. It's hard to say. I haven't heard really anything in the rumor mill as far as, like, anything in either direction, but uh, we'll have to wait and see. Maybe SummerSlam, maybe after. Who knows? Yeah, do you think that Nikki will realize that Alexa is using her? I think they're unfortunately going to get see what I would do is I would do it differently because they've done they've done the whole Alexa Bliss has a friend that she manipulates like they've done that angle like at least twice now so it's like they have to switch it up a little bit what I would like to have happen is have like let's say a rematch on Raw uh tomorrow night where it's Bailey against Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross right Nothing, ha mm -hmm. nothing, nothing, you know, nothing out of the ordinary. But in the middle mm -hmm. of the match, Nikki snaps and attacks Alexa Bliss. Mm -hmm. So instead of Alexa being the one that instigates the turn, it's in fact Nikki who does the, the the instigating instead because it's different. It wouldn't, it would be something different that we hadn't seen as opposed to Alexa manipulating someone once again. Like I just little little variety is all I'm asking for. So yeah, I'm, I'm glad too. But I hope it was, I hope. This is a chance to reset everything, and Raw and SmackDown gets back to good programming. Yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I wish, I wish it was. Back. I hope it's getting back to the same it was back when I was watching, because that was 
the best I've ever seen. So, hey, with Bischoff and Haim at the realm, fingers crossed. But, Donna, happy birthday once again, and thank you so much for calling. You have yourself an awesome few minutes left of your awesome birthday. Well, you have a nice evening, and hope you have a good week. Thank you, too, Donna. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. That was the awesome Donna. Happy birthday again to her, and hope she had a... I mean, sound like she had a good one with this awesome with the with the Extreme Rules pay per view. With that being said, guys, I'm gonna wrap this up edition of the wrap up this week's edition of the Random Wrestling Podcast. Thank you guys so much for tuning in once again. We got some cool surprises and treats coming at you this week. So make sure you guys are new to the channel, hit that sub button, hit the bell so you're notified every single time. I go live. Of course, you can also check us out on all major audio platforms, iTunes, uh, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio. And of course, make sure you check out the Patreon for a ton of cool bonus goodies and our t-shirt store over at represent.com, including our brand new design. Of course, make sure you check out the new shirts available, the OK Fabe Tamasta, available now over at represent.com. Make sure you guys check it out. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate the continued love and support. Take care, and as always, take it easy.